the evolution of fear. I'm not referring to the uh, evolution of fear in humans as humans evolved from apes. Uh, I'm actually referring to the evolution of our experience of fear throughout the realization process. So the first stage or the first way we experience fear is that we don't. We don't even realize that most of our cognitive identity, our conceptual identity, the world of mind identification is based on fear, psychological fear. Fear of not being able to sustain the illusion of who or what we are. And the reason this fear can go on is because we've never directly investigated who and what we think we are, what we take ourselves to be. So this can be hidden even from us. We can act consistently in our lives out of fear and not even realize that's happening. At some point, we start to sense that. We start to sense that something's not right, that you feel distanced from life, you feel numb, you feel fearful, and realize it has something to do with the way you're perceiving yourself, with thoughts, with self-perception. And this really is uh, the first stage of the realization process unfolding, as I often describe. To become aware that we suffer is critical. If we're blissfully unaware that we're suffering at all, that we are driven by fear, and that fear underlies a large part of what we take ourselves to be, then it's difficult to move beyond this first barrier. But once we start to realize that much of what we're involved in in life is running from situations that trigger our fears, running from situations or even mental situations that remind us that we actually don't know who and what we are. And we are in the business of hiding this fear from ourselves, this avoidance of looking directly into our own nature from ourselves. We're hiding that. So the beauty of this first uh, shift in our processing of fear is that suddenly we realize there's nothing to run from, or we realize that where the money actually is, is in what we've been running from. It's, it's somewhere in the investigation into who and what we are. So this is a shift into a sort of spiritual maturity before awakening, uh, but it's a, a maturity of insight in the sense that we now know there is something to investigate. There's something more to do than just chase the surrogates, chase status, validation, money, love, all of it. And we orient towards something more primary, more to do with our true nature, our true identity. With this, we often notice even more psychological fear because we become aware of it. And as we start digging in and delving into our identity structures, the, the uh, beliefs that trigger our fears, the worries that trigger our fears, the unexamined places that we stir up some fear when we start to examine, all of these start to come to the surface and make themselves known. But there's also an intelligence to this. There's a, an intuition we have that this is the right place to dig. This is the right direction to start looking in. And that 
overshadows that sense of uh, sometimes even urgency, but at least a sort of um, potent curiosity starts to overshadow the pull of fear. In that, we do feel the fear, but we also feel this intention growing, intention to dig deeper, to look into who and what we are. And then when we move close to awakening, when we've started to really disidentify from thoughts and beliefs and the past and future and time and narratives and all of it, agendas and the cognitive way of speaking, the mind starts to quiet. Or even if it's not super quiet, it's grip on us is is significantly reduced. And from here, uh, we often come to this place where we feel like we're walking up to a precipice or walking beyond the limits of our cognitive identity of what we've taken ourselves to be. And that often creates a much more direct kind of fear, not so much a psychological smoldering fear, but a more direct physical fear. The body feels threatened when we start to really disentangle from the cognitive identity, the mind identification, the identity with thoughts and beliefs. Because those thoughts and beliefs are seemingly defining what we are, the body interprets that as a threat when we start to come apart from that, uh, that framework, that meshwork of what we've been taking ourselves to be. So we'll often feel a very intense and direct fear I sometimes call this the fear barrier. It often doesn't last that long, but if we don't recognize it and we turn and run away every time it starts to um, ramp up, then we often miss the whole point of this, and that is to go through it, to just experience it without making it into any story at all, any story about what might happen if you wake up, any story about waking up being an event, any story about you'll go insane if you wake up, any story about you won't know who you are, or you'll abandon everyone you love, or you will um, not be able to handle what's on the other side of it. All those narratives, we can let go of those. And when we do let go of those, then that physiologic fear, that more direct experience of fear uh, will subside and we'll go through the other side. Now, often that leads to a sort of uh, fundamental transformation and Beyond that, there's a lot of clarity, a lot of freedom from psychological fear. We see that those psychological fears were always unfounded. We have, in a very fundamental way, we see that we've had nothing to worry about in the way we've been worrying. There's nothing to protect in the way we've been trying to protect. There's nothing to maintain in the way we've been trying to maintain our sense of self. So a lot of that is just obliterated in this shift. There's a, there's a freedom and a fluidity and a um, ease that is shown to be, or shows itself to be, just how this is. It's not caused, it's not something you need to do. And that's a big relief. So this isn't the end of psychological fear, but it's the beginning of the end. And it takes a big hit, meaning it's very hard for psychological fear now to grip us for any length of time. It can grip us and we can still get caught up in thoughts, but we now have direct access to the root of those psychological fears. And it's always about identifying with thoughts and beliefs. Now, when we move beyond uh, that completely bound uh, sense of self uh, it, with thought, bound with thought, belief, time, um, again, things do calm down. But what happens is we find ourselves in more direct contact with 
essentially our attachment to or our identification with the body, with form. So now we actually start feeling emotions in a more intense way, but in a more direct and simple way. And they tend to come and go much more freely and easily. So we could go through a period where this happens very frequently. You have a lot of intense emotions and then they subside for quite a while. And then here and there, there's another intense experience. But over time, they tend to calm down a lot. Even these very deeply rooted, fundamental, physical fears, uh, grief patterns, even anger, hatred can arise, shame, guilt, resentment, these deeply rooted uh, emotions, which are also fear-based, but these have a little more to do with the attachment to or the identification with form. Now, as we work through these, we do come in contact with very intense experiences, very intense forces that can be surprising. In one sense, they're even more intense than before awakening, but because we're free of the constant binding to identity in thought to psychological fear. We are much more capable and we have much more capacity to experience these intense, direct, emotional experiences. Now, as things clarify further, even the sense that there is someone experiencing that is consumed by it. So it's not as if you feel fear, there's just fear. Fear takes over. Fear becomes what's here and then it just goes away just as quickly. Or shame same thing shame tends to subside um, maybe a little earlier than uh, than fear but it's different for everybody now the interesting part about this is it would almost seem like as if this consumes you totally uh, as if this fear this uh, grief this intense emotional cascade if it completely takes over if it obliterates any sense of you apart from it, that would be a bad thing. It would make, make it seem like we can't handle that. But only the mind can say we can't handle that. The part of us that still wants to remain apart from everything. When it's totally consuming, then there's no matter of whether we can handle or not handle it. It's just not even a question anymore. It may not be comfortable. <laughs> we'll know it's not comfortable, but there's no sense of I need to get away from it or I can get away from it. There's a deep trust in the fact that this is just what needs to be happening now. So then again, it becomes even more direct, more non-dualistic. And then as we penetrate that kind of depth with our experience, it's pretty obvious at some point that these emotions are essentially sensations, bodily sensations, patterns of sensations that are conditions based. So from this point, uh, they start to really deconstruct in a certain way. They start to dissolve into a sort of boundless clarity. It can still be uncomfortable for a time, but at some point, fear stops coming. You stop actually experiencing fear. Now, this happens at different times for different people, and it's not necessarily the whole point of awakening and realization, but just know that your fear can subside. Even in situations where physical threat is there, like a near car accident or something, it can be very surprising that you're able to respond very seamlessly, very spontaneously, and intelligently, and even creatively, but there's no internal contraction. There's no overt fear. Sometimes not even a physiologic change, no raise in heart rate or anything like that. So even though that's not the goal, that is where this goes, that the body at some point um, doesn't necessarily feel fear anymore because the identification with form 
has been broken. So there's, as a Zen teacher I used to have, used to say, there's a difference between courage and being truly fearless. Courage is doing what you know you need to do or feel inclined or um, feel like is your duty to do, even in the face of fear. But fearlessness is totally different. It's a physiologic reaction that doesn't occur anymore. So those are sort of the stages of how we experience fear or the uh, evolution of fear in the awakening and realization process. And please don't take any of this to be gospel, that it has to go in this direction, that things are this linear, because they're not necessarily this linear. Um, and it can happen in different orders for people at different times, and there can be big gaps between any of these shifts. But generally speaking, this is how it seems to go.